Like most generations of the past, many young people today seem to have a much different outlook on life and reality than the generation that preceded them. But unlike the generational differences of days gone by, the different outlooks on life and reality that we're seeing in kids these days have come with a genuine distrust and disrespect of their predecessors. Sadly, this group too often includes their own parents, and much of that disrespect and distrust, in Christian circles anyway, stems from the inconsistencies and hypocrisies that, unfortunately, many Christian kids see in their parents on a regular basis. Today we'll be talking with a man who, though he has yet to have a wife or kids of his own, still might be in a position to offer some valuable insights to moms and dads from an insider's perspective. That's next on Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome once again to Licensed to Parent, coming to you each week from the campus of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host is the founder and executive director of Shepherd's Hill, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosal. And our goal here on Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day here at the Proving Grounds of Shepherd's Hill and share it with you and with other parents of teens so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God and is so effective that, well, hopefully you won't need a residential facility down the road. And uh, Trace, it may just be a matter of perspective or perhaps the way it's being done these days, but by and large, today's kids, in my view, don't seem to be exercising the same degree of respect for their elders, even their own parents, as they did just a generation or two ago. But Mm -hmm. I, I think it's the distrust part of the equation that might not be so obvious. Why do you think that is? Well, first of all, it's harder to trust someone you don't respect. Uh, I think when parents have a, have a pattern of not following through with things, uh, things that they should follow through with, uh, this builds an element of distrust. And um, this would include disciplinary follow-through. Um, I found that way too many parents uh, think that they're earning brownie points with their kids by not sticking to their guns on things, when in reality... Uh, they're too often losing respect. Yeah, I mean, you don't build trust in in any brand uh, that that doesn't consistently deliver on what it's supposed to deliver. Parents are supposed to deliver love, time, sustenance, training, structure, discipline, and solid communication, all with consistency. Ultimately, it's called a healthy parent-child relationship. And to the degree that we consistently succeed in delivering these things, then we increase our chances of parenting experience uh, that is joyful. Uh, to the degree we fail in these areas, uh, you know, parenting can be a nightmare. And uh, uh, as we always say, uh, you, you can do it all right and still come up with a bucket of bolts. Because uh, as we also always say, the only perfect parent who ever existed was who? God, God the, the Father. Father. And look what his first two kids did. So uh, there aren't any guarantees, but we can sure increase our odds if we just Trust God and and do things his way. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Uh, But leaning on our own understanding is exactly what we too often do. And today we have a guest who who does trust God. Uh, He has a lot of experience working with kids, and he's dealing and doing things God's way. I really appreciate and respect this guy, and I think he's going to help bring some great insight to our listeners today. Well, let me take this opportunity then to introduce our guest who's here in the studio with us. His name is Josh Temple. He's uh, 28 years old. He was raised in a Christian home, but he says he became an agnostic when he joined the Army. Uh, How he came to work at Shepherd's Hill, I'll never know. (laughs) During his first tour in Afghanistan, though, he said he saw the enemy dying in the name of their God, which made him question 
if he'd be willing to do the same? And, you know, that's a really good question that mm-hmm. I think we all, especially in this country where we don't understand really the persecution yeah. that Christians elsewhere do. Right. I think there's an but, argument to be made. You know, it might be harder, uh, easier to die for your faith than to live for it. Right. And so he was questioning, you know, would I do this? Uh, is the God of the Bible really the one true God? Josh said that God miraculously confirmed his faith, though, in Afghanistan. But when he got back home, like so many other soldiers who survive war— He found himself struggling with survivor's remorse, and he questioned why God spared him. But fast forward, he came to work here at Shepherd's Hill, and he said that uh, he had an opportunity to lead a student here to salvation and uh, said that the Holy Spirit confirmed this is why you were spared. Yeah, well, And that's that's a great story. By the way, he still works with teens here at Shepherd's Hill. That's why we're talking to him. And uh, for the last three years, has also been serving as lead pastor of Turnerville Church in Turnerville, Georgia, just down the road. So, Josh, welcome to Licensed to Parent. Well, thank you so much for having me. First time guest. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not the last. <laughs> well, Josh, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, uh, maybe something beyond what Rich has already said, how you came to know Christ, and, and how you got interested in working with these kids here at Shepherd's Hill. I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, with a wonderful mother. Uh, my my father wasn't so much in the picture, but my mom w- w- definitely stepped up, and she was a spiritual leader, and she pounded Bible verses in my head. And, and I never questioned the faith because I was always in that bubble where everybody I knew was a Christian. Everybody I knew was saved, and that's mm-hmm. just the way that it was. And so, um, you know, long story short, I wound up joining the Army in 2010, and uh, for the first time in my life, I moved outside of that bubble, outside of the Bible Belt, and I was stationed in Fort Carson. Different world, isn't it? A completely different world, and for the first time, I was uh, had to make the decision consciously whether or not I wanted to go to church. And that's when things became real to me, and I began to question when I'm, I'm crossing paths with people from all different religious backgrounds, and I found myself going to church less and less mm-hmm. uh, because there's, there wasn't that accountability. Uh, people didn't know. People didn't care if I went. When, when things became very real for me, though, is, is like y'all said, when I went overseas in 2012, I was up in Kunar, Afghanistan. It's in the northeast uh, section right on the border of Pakistan, and, and I was seeing these monstrosities happen right before me. Uh, all, all in the name of religion. Mm-hmm. And that that completely opened my, my eyes because when you really think about it, when you have these major religions, uh, there's so many similarities. Mm-hmm. They all have a religious writing. They all believe in a heaven or a paradise or a hell or a place of, of torment. They all have these rules, their guidelines. They all believe in a final judgment. They, they all have so many similarities that made me think, well, how can I say that the God of the Bible is the only God. Because when you think about it, there, there's these these Islam kids that are dying right now that were raised the same way. I, they, they were right. probably jumping on their trampoline like I was when I was a kid, quoting from the Quran right. like I was from the Bible. Indoctrinated from their parents it, the same way we exactly, were. Yeah. Exactly. And so how then can I be so confident in the God of the Bible? And I, I began to have an urge to pray. And I didn't want to pray at all. Uh, because I, I said, why waste my time praying to a God that I don't even know exists? Mm-hmm. How do I know that that's the right God? I'm not praying. And I just had this raw moment uh, that night. It was May 4th. It was a Friday evening at 6 o'clock of 2012 when I just said, fine, God, if you want me to pray, I'll pray. And I just began to just honestly let God have it. I tried to remain respectful, but there was so much bottled up emotion, uh, so many issues that I had that I just laid it all out there. And God really revealed himself to me in a way that I could never uh, really adequately explain. 
Um, but it was such a real and tangible presence of God that uh, I, I couldn't explain, and, and I didn't understand it. And but but I knew after that moment, I said, "The God of the Bible is the one true God." Mm-hmm. I mean, it was such a real experience that I had. I still had a lot of questions, mm-hmm. and and I still had a, a lot of issues that I had to work out myself. But I never questioned what who the one true God was. Now you're by yourself, or you with other people? I was completely by myself, okay. which was even more crazy because we were. Uh, there were so many of us in such a confined area. I think there were about 40 of us mm-hmm. in a very small uh, little little operating base that, that had been built. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One thing I, I think about when you're telling that story is God isn't real to us and won't be real to us until we're real to him. That, yeah. That's so true. Right. And, yeah. and I feel like uh, so many people are prohibited from growing in the faith because they're afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. And I always encourage the guys here right. that I work with is that you don't understand that Christianity doesn't only accept questions, but encourages right. questions. I mean, Jesus, Welcome he never on. once got angry at questions. The only time he got angry was when people refused to believe the the answers that were so blatantly obvious right. in front of the <laughs> That's exactly. right. Are you he, so dull? <laughs> exactly. He, yeah. he was saying the evidence is here. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is why I love Christianity is the Bible says, come taste and see that the Lord is good. You don't believe it? Come taste. Right. Come try it out. And, and, and so where you have such as uh, Islam, which means to submit, and if you open up the Quran, chapter one, verse one, right there, it says, this book is not to be doubted. Mm. That makes yeah. me doubt. What yeah. do you, what do you, why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what is there to hide from? Right. And, and Christianity. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And with Christianity, again, one of the reasons I so love Christianity and I so love God is that all the evidence that we have, you know where it is? It's on the internet. <laughs> Everything we have, you can Google the copies. You can read the manuscripts uh, from the Dead Sea Scrolls, and and all of the evidence we have, it is online for anybody to view, any yeah. skeptic to go view. We are right. hiding behind nothing. Right. Uh, whereas with Islam, they burnt all the ancient copies of the Quran, even the the copies now that are supposed to be read. Because if you translate the Quran, then the Quran is supposedly no good anymore. Mm. But even those original copies, a lot of the people that are uh, reading or quoting from them, I should say, they can't even understand it because mm-hmm. it's such an ancient language. Yeah. These prayers that these people are reciting, they're nothing more than than, than something that they've memorized because mm-hmm. they don't know what they're saying. What got you interested in working here, here at Shepherd's Hill? In 2014, I was on my second tour, and I'll never forget. I, I, I was thinking, I said, you know, it'd be kind of cool uh, maybe one day to to um, start a program. And, and I, I kid you not, I've never heard of any place like Shepherd's Hill but I began to think because somebody was telling me about some issues that they were having with their family where the, the kids were just kind of running rampant. And I, and I thought, what, how cool would it be to, to start a place where we could send kids, take away their cell phones, and, mm-hmm. and, and make them live in a primitive state? Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, you know, live in the woods and just really – because I had learned an appreciation – for all the things that I'd taken for granted through those two tours when you just have everything uh, taken away from you and you're stripped down mm-hmm. to your core. And so I began to just think about how cool would it be to start a place like that. And so long story short, I found my, myself going to Tacoa Falls College. Which is just down the road right, from Shepherdson. Which is where right. I went. Right. Yeah, and and yeah. so while while I was out there, I wound up actually meeting your son, Mr. Trace. And oh, okay. he began to tell me about uh, Shepherd's Hill. And I said, well, that, that sounds interesting. I want to go check it out. And so I came out here and uh, applied. I got the job. And, and I believe it was within my first month, I was sleeping one night. And, and, and I just woke up in the middle of the night and it hit me. I said, this was the place I described in 2014. <laughs> and I, I didn't piece that puzzle together until I was here working. And I got to, I, it blew my mind. Well, you know, you, you're, you're spiritually minded. You're... you're 
your heart's attuned to the things of God. And I think uh, God speaks to us probably daily in through circumstance right. and, and things that come across our way. But but very few people are tuned to recognize when God shows up. Right. And the fact that you recognize that God uh, showed up uh, is, is a plus. And and, and I think Shepherd Till uh, is, is, is better off by having a guy like you here so that you can uh, help lead kids to understand when God shows up too, because it's the Lord that's healing these kids. I mean, right. the bottom line, that's what's, that's what's bringing it. Yeah, we got therapists and we go through all that. But the bottom line is uh, it's, it's Jesus Christ that's healing these kids. Let me jump in here real quickly because we promised at the start that we were going to bring some insights from uh, this, uh, this man who has no wife or kids of his own <laughs> as to what parents need to know. We're going to do that right after the break. Uh, we're talking today with Josh Temple. Josh is uh, working with our teens here at Shepherd's Hill Academy. He's also the lead pastor at Turnerville Church. And uh, we're going to find out some of the insights he has uh, for what we, the unknowing parents, and I, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but what we really need to know about what's going on in the heart of our kids. We'll be right back with more License to Parent after this. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media-Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media-captive culture. Available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. Welcome back. This is Licensed to Parent, and you'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. While there, you can listen to some past conversations we've had that we hope will be a benefit to you as a parent, help you be more intentional on the way you're raising your kids, 
so that you can avoid the need for a residential care program like Shepherd's Hill Academy. We're talking today with uh, Josh Temple, who works here at Shepherd's Hill Academy, as a matter of fact. And um, we've gone through your background and, you know, got your the story of your salvation and your, your time in the military. And one can only imagine that you may have gleaned something in military service that lets you whip people into shape <laughs> here at Shepherd's Hill. In all seriousness, though, um, you're working with young men now. What what insights did your background give you, you think, to, to work with these young men and help steer them in the right direction? Right. I, I think that probably the most important thing that the, the military taught me is uh, the importance of boundaries, really, and, and, and that rules, though, I might not understand them at a time. They're there for a reason. Right. And so I try to bring that same mindset here and being very consistent with, with the, the guys that I work with of, if you break this rule, this is the consequence that happens. And, and I always want for them to really understand that there's reasons for this and, and really try to express that the best that I can. And it's what we as parents, as we said in the beginning, need to be doing. Yeah. We lose that consistency so often in that very case. Yeah. Well, and, and I think a lot of the reasons that those lines get blurred at times is because that's, uh, I believe our culture has a, a kind of a twisted concept of what love is. Absolutely. And, and I twisted. wish that I could claim this uh, next statement as my own, but unfortunately it's from John Bevere. I read it in his book, Good or God. And he, he gave the example of if, let's say, a patient was going to a doctor and, and they had, had a good relationship, they'd known each other for a long time, and the doctor finds out that the patient has uh, a terminal form of cancer. But the doctor doesn't want to tell him because he knows that nobody's going to take that well. It's going to be bad news, and yeah. uh, it's going to hurt the guy's feelings. He says if the doctor doesn't tell him because he doesn't want to hurt him, that's not love. No, it's a peacekeeping uh, right. mission. It, it, exactly, and and what John Bevere was saying, he's saying love is telling him the bad news because that's what's good for him, and he right. needs to know that. Mm -hmm. And we have a tendency to only associate love with the good feelings and right. the good things, yeah. when in reality, if you read the Bible, knowing that God loves us in a ridiculous ways, there's a lot of bad things that go on yep. yeah. throughout Scripture, and God uh, punishes people that's exactly in, in, right. in some very serious ways, but we have to read this through the lens of love mm -hmm. and, and through the lens of the cross, knowing that ultimately he took a, a beating and, a sa and, and, and was the ultimate sacrifice. And by the way, don't be derailed when your kids say to you, you, you only come to me when you need to punish me. Because you know better than they that that's not the case. Right. But of course, in that moment, yeah. they're going to they're gonna remind you yeah. that uh, you, yeah. know, you only have mean things to say. Well, and <laughs> this kind of reminds me of, I think this is y'all's catchphrase. I, I hear this all the time of rules without relationship equals rebellion. Yeah, that's Josh right. McDowell was the originator of that. Uh, and that, yeah. is, that is fantastic. Sure. Because if there's mm -hmm. no relationship there and it's only rules and consequences, then that rebellion is expected. Yeah. And I see this play out a lot yeah. here with when, you know, if you, you have someone who doesn't quite have a good relationship and, and they, they go to consequence because the line was crossed on, mm -hmm. and there's issues there. Yeah. Um, Josh, you know, 28 years old, you seem to be, uh, you know, a guy with maturity and wisdom beyond your years. What grew you up more, the military or coming to Christ, or was there something else you feel? You know, I would, I would definitely have to kind of bunch that all into one because mm -hmm. I feel like they're so interconnected. And the military was so huge um, because that, that was when Josh began to make life decisions on his own. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I had to decide what was best and— and I, and I love, you know, the point where I'm at now because this is a time in my life where I have to stand on my own faith. And, and right. I'm no longer coattailing on my mother's faith. 
but I'm the one having to pray and fast for the big decisions. And I'm the one having to, to pray and fast for those financial issues. And, but then I'm also the one that gets to see God's hand move. Yeah, and right. and it's an awesome place to be. It's stressful times, sure, of course, you know, but it's it's also a blessing. Why would you endorse or or not endorse the military as a career option for kids of any parents listening to this broadcast right now? Oh, I would one hundred percent endorse it. And we we've had several guys come through and ask me, you know, were there those difficult times? Absolutely, there were. Yeah, but but they also shaped me. Uh, to to show me number one what I was uh, physically capable of enduring. A lot of people don't understand the the limits the human body is is capable of going because they've never pushed themselves. Right. And and you can only physically push yourself so far. You have to have something else really driving you. And once you kind of break that mental barrier and understand what you're able to take, it changes your outlook on everything. Mm-hmm. And and it changes absolutely everything in the way that we look at things and the way that. Uh, you know, you, you deal with things and whatnot. So it, it's a fantastic uh, career path. It's fantastic as far as developing character, mm-hmm. uh, social skills, mm-hmm. personal skills. I mean, you name it, it, it does a fantastic job. But there's it. a lot of accountability there, and there's always someone there to push you beyond what you even thought you could accomplish. It, exactly. I mean, it's a family like none other mm-hmm. when, when you're when you're in. And, uh, you know, it, you can't replicate it or recreate it in any other way. But that's what a good parent does. A good parent pushes their kid exactly. beyond what they think they could do in a good way. I'm not I'm not talking some freaky you know, yeah. situation, but <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and that, that's a biblical principle. Too. Absolutely. Right. I mean, they talk about where character comes from. Well, trace it back. It comes from enduring through those hardships well, and the struggles. And I, I quote that scripture very often. It's Romans 5, 3 and 4. Uh, suffering produces perseverance. Mm-hmm. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. And, you know, I find it interesting that the number one reason that kids are attempting suicide in America today, uh, the number one reason is they say they have no hope, mm-hmm. richest nation on the planet. And if you back that scripture up line upon line, uh, our kids are attempting suicide because they have no hope. They have no hope because they have no character. They have no character because they've never persevered through anything. Right can't persevere through anything unless you first struggle for something, mm-hmm. right? Or suffer yeah. for it. So. so the military, we never thought of it as being a religious institution, <laughs> but apparently there we have it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what do you see that parents gain or what are their advantages uh, in the course of raising their kids when, when they themselves are God-fearing parents? Well, I would say first and foremost, you, you have a lot more answers to those difficult life questions. Mm-hmm. You, you have uh, uh, something to, to really um, sink your moral compass with. When, when you have God in the picture, uh, we now have the answers to where did we come from? We now have the answers to what's the purpose of life, and we now have hope for when those difficult moments, when, when death occurs. We, we have answers to that where people without God, I mean, I couldn't imagine trying to answer uh, some of the questions I get asked here right. without having God and the Bible mm-hmm. and, and, and theology to really uh, drive home the answers to those questions. I could not imagine doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Has your experience here at Shepherd's Hill uh, affirmed uh, or caused you to question God's uh, will or way for raising kids in any way? I mean, uh, you get to see these kids uh, transform in real time. Without God in the equation, do you do you see the transformation happening at all? You know, we, we've I've I've personally experienced kids come in as an atheist and leave as an atheist, mm-hmm. um, and and do I see differences in them? A- absolutely. Um, 
So they like the principles, they just don't want to surrender their life to right. someone outside themselves. Exactly. And you know what I found to be a, a common theme is that we're so close as an, as an American culture, we're so quick to jump on uh, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love, you know, the the Hinduism and the Buddhism. and Because it's different. And, it's and, new. Well, it's got to be know, good. You know what I found out is that within these religions, we have an explanation for the orange and life. We have a reason to be alive, and we have answers for the afterlife. But the and, and Christianity offers that. But the catch of why so many people are turned off from Christianity is that Christianity calls us to die to ourselves. Mm. Oh yeah, and that's absolutely. where we lose everybody. That's nobody exactly nobody right. wants to deny the flesh. Mm-hmm. And so we we I've seen like I said, guys come in as atheists and leave as atheists, and they're they're definitely changed, and the character is there, but there's still something missing mm-hmm. compared to the guy who's come in as an atheist and leaves as a Christian. I mean, you even talking about just the way that they look. Sure. It, it's the whole it, countenance is different. incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. We're almost out of time here, but I do want to ask one follow-up that goes with that. Um, with the kids that we see coming through the gates of Shepherd's Hill now, their parents were raised in a time when there was a lot of affluence in the country where there was uh, fewer, there were fewer and fewer restrictions on them. Do you think some of the the problems, some of the inconsistencies that you may be seeing amongst the kids may stem from the fact that their parents themselves are are uh, victims, if you will, of, of, of what the culture has done? Yeah, they've acquired appetites, uh, uh, too many of the same appetites and, and attitudes and habits and addictions as their kids. I mean, right. do you see that? Well, you know what I, I love? I believe it was the, the coach of the South Carolina basketball team. He says, you know, I always hear people talking about we having an issue with our kids. He, and he said, kids are the same. We don't have an issue with kids. We have a parenting issue. Right. You know, kids have been the same forever. So the issue now has come down to the parenting and the boundaries and, and, and the twisted idea of love of if I punish them, then that's not what love looks like. Right. And, right. and and so that's what I'm seeing is that parents are constantly telling me I can't control my kid. I, I don't know what to do. But yet they come here and have no problems right. because the, the lines are drawn in the sand. And yeah. they, they learn very quickly what happens when they cross those lines. And then there's no issues. I've learned a long time ago what kids uh, not just need, but what they actually want. And they'll, they will, in due time, articulate this in their own words. But they want parents who are older, wiser, bigger, stronger, and more determined to do uh, what's right than they are to do what's wrong. Well, they feel mm-hmm. safe. Security. Yeah. is That's the yeah. next word on my mouth. That's right. security for these kids. And security is what everyone is looking for, particularly females. But males are too, and unfortunately, uh, gangs are offering all the same right. uh, 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 components. Mm-hmm. You know, demonically inspired, but still components uh, that give that uh, that security. You know, they'll 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 be consistent. They'll give you boundaries. They'll enforce the boundaries mm-hmm. consistently. Uh, they give you identity, belonging, and 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 all the rest. And to a naive kid who buys into the false premise, mm. you know, that uh, yeah. this is my family and right. they got my back. Right. Yeah, it might be a bullet in the back, but they got my back. Uh, it makes sense to them. Mm. And any any hocus-pocus story, cult, can make sense once you buy into the false premise. Mm. Once mm. you do that, the lottery's been won for the cult. Yeah, right. good word. And that's a good word for us to end on for today. Uh, we realized pretty quickly on in this program that we need to make this a two-parter. And so, Josh, I'm going to ask you to join us again for our next program, and we'll continue our conversation here on Licensed to Parent with Josh Temple, who is um, one of the folks working with our teens here at Shepherd's Hill Academy, and he brings an interesting background of his own to the uh, the menu here at Shepherd's Hill and is having a great influence on teens. We want to find out more so that we as parents 
can have a better influence on our teens. And as we've said in this program, a more consistent influence. Uh, so, Josh, thank you very much. And we'll talk thank to you, you again next, you, next time. Remember that the work we do here at Shepherd's Hill is only possible because of the help of generous partners like you. And uh, we would invite you now, if you'd like to join the work we do here at Licensed to Parent, please consider a tax-deductible gift to help offset some of the costs of producing this program and providing scholarships for families who might not otherwise be able to afford residential care. You can give securely online by clicking the Donate button at the top of the page at LicensedToParent.org. And by the way, while you're there, remember you can also hear past conversations and you can check out Trace's blog. That's LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time. <laughs>